0: So I guess after I finished that job, I put in my resignation. Everyone's like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? I went on Gumtree and because <laughs> I was basically like I don't have a mortgage, I don't have children, I don't have debt, I don't have a loan. Like I have limitless possibilities and if I could do or be or have anything in the world, what would it be? And I was like, well, I just love writing so I'm just going to do that. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hello, babe. So, I have to tell you something that I'm using, and it's not the first time I've spoken about this product, but I am obsessed with Life Cycles Lion's Mane. I'm so obsessed with that one product. I actually haven't tried anything else in their lineup yet, but I don't know if you've been dabbling in any mushroom extracts, but I have an obsession with lion's mane, and I think it's because it helps to support cognitive function, which you know I'm all about. But there's actually been a couple of mushroom products that I've dabbled with before and I was asked the question the other day because I actually used to use a brand called Superfeast and I love Superfeast as a brand. It's another beautiful brand that's made in Byron Bay which is the same place that Life Cycle is made and Superfeast have like a really big selection however all of their products are powdered and so what I would find is when I was trying a couple of different formulas from them that when I was mixing it into my drinks or my coffee or my smoothie as it didn't mix as well as when you add liquid to your beverage. And so I actually only stumbled across Lifecycle when I was doing some co-working up in Byron Bay. And what I love about their products is that they're liquid and so their mixability is amazing. So you can add it to your coffee, juice, or sometimes I just drop it under my tongue. And what I find is it just gives me a, uh, a hit of brain function without the spike and then fall that happens with coffee. So I have been a little bit naughty because I ran out of the lion's mane. And so what I've been doing is backing it up with either a coffee, or some days a turmeric latte in the afternoon, but normally a coffee. And I find that, that I get that really big spike in the afternoon and they get that massive crash because I'm just not good on more than one coffee a day. So I got back onto Lion's Mane this week and I just found an instant difference because it gives me the energy hit that I need without the downtime that comes with coffee. Anyway, if you decide to dabble in some Life Cycle Lion's Mane like I am, um, I have linked their Web address in the show notes below, and if you use the discount code Christy10, you will get a discount off your product. If you use it, tell me what you think, and if you are obsessed with it as much as I am. Anyway, let's dive into this week's episode, which is the amazing Danielle from Read City Writing. Oh, Danielle is just like such a rock star of a human being, and we've formed like this internet relationship, and I loved having the opportunity to chat with her. We'd actually recorded a podcast for her podcast in the morning, and then we did role reversal, and we recorded one on Christy needed it, so it was really nice. I felt like I got to know Danielle throughout the course of the day, and so I do reference astrology a lot in this episode because we had unpacked some astrology insights in the morning, but she was just such a champ, and I have just absolutely loved this conversation with her, and so I hope that you enjoy not just what she does in relation to helping brands really curate their voice, but the journey that she went on to get there, because I know, well, I should really say I think that The journey is far more important than the destination. And Danielle has had the most epic journey. So I will let her take it away. But before she does, there's only one thing I need to highlight this episode. Danielle references that the first time she ever heard Led Zeppelin was in 2019, which is a lie. That was last year. She actually first heard him in 2009 And we just wanted to highlight that for you in this episode. So take it away, Danielle. I only just realized as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was like, your last name's Reed. I didn't even put two and two together.
0: (laughs) A lot of people say that. They're just like, yeah, Reed City, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, my name's Danielle Reed. They're like, like your business name.
1: Oh, that's literally what I just saw. And I was like, oh my God, that's so. A, amazing, and B, like writing is in your blood, babe.
0: <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, everyone always laughed. Like my first sentence ever was read me a book and everyone was like, oh, you just said that because read's your last name. Like, I don't know. That's what I said. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. I love. So writing, like, okay, so you. I know you didn't start there with writing and brand voice and creative copywriting and I want to backtrack and unpack what you were doing prior but tell us a little bit first about you and your beautiful business
0: Read City Writing. Sure so I'm Danielle Reid from Reed City Writing um, which is a copywriting business for creatives and I specialize in brand voice um, which I haven't always done it's been a real um I don't want to say journey, but I guess journey (laughs) to get here to doing this type of thing. So I also do website copy as well and SEO optimization. But yeah, my true passion is brand voice and helping people rock their words. I love
1: that because I just need to share. So Danielle's emails, I don't even know how I found you. We must've just connected on Instagram and then You, I think, opted into my emails, then I opted into yours, or something happened like that, and then... I went through, and anybody listening from a business perspective, most amazing brands have really awesome emails. Like they'll have like an email sequence that you can kind of opt into to get an understanding and a feel for the brand. And I was kind of like moving through Danielle's email sequence and straight off the bat, there was like a whole lot on archetypes, which I thought was really interesting from a brand voice perspective. And then I did a quiz and I got a Spotify playlist and I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Which I got the creatives, but Danielle's emails. Of course are, you
0: uh, did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now you know even more about me. You're probably like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Which actually I do want to talk about because I, um has got some questions for you on that. Mm. But your emails are the only emails I cannot skim read because. <laughs>
0: Stop it. Ah. <laughs>
1: They're so so good, but also too that you actually can't skim read them because they're so intricate. Like there's a real, I love words. I don't think I'm the best wordsmith, but I think I have a way of being able to communicate certain things. But your tone of voice is so specific. It's amazing. It's like such a niche. And I think when I read it, I have to immerse myself in the email. And so there's no bloody way I can skim it.
0: Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I spend a lot of time making those. So that's really lovely. Thanks.
1: (laughs) So on the creatives playlist, okay, so I got the creatives playlist. So tell us a little bit about that because I think it's really interesting
0: yeah so essentially it's called the brand personality playlist quiz which is quite wordy but essentially the quiz there's there's 12 um archetypes of the human psyche by Carl Jung and or Jung I think is how you properly say it and you um it can fall into one of these different archetypes. Usually it's for people, but you can also apply it to brands. So I created the quiz, which essentially then assigns you one of those archetypes. And then you get a little run through of how you can then turn that archetype into your communications, how you can use it in your brand to. Because I find that a lot of people are not sure where to start with their brand personality or brand voice. So it's kind of gives you a very high level overview of what you can sound like because of how you feel about your own brand. And then the playlist then is kind of putting that into action as to how your brand feels in terms of music and things. So for instance, there's the hero archetype, which is all like rocky like I of the tiger like very high impact Want to sort of protect everyone but then the creative which is a bit more like Florence and like very melodic and it kind of gives you an idea of how you can lay out words to make those feelings like with the creative for instance you use kind of longer flowy sentences that feel a bit more like a little adventure, whereas if you are the hero, you're like punchy words that feel fast because you're here to save the day kind of thing. So yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so interesting because I did that, I think oh, maybe mid last year, and then I did some work with Melissa Peppers from Bonbo, and she's been on the podcast and she's a business designer. And so my archetypes have actually changed a little bit since Ooh. moving into life strategy. So I'm writing that down as my call to action for today. As I'm gonna go back onto your website and have a look to see what you recommend for these new archetypes that I've been playing around with. Yes, love that. So good. Okay, so you weren't always into creative copywriting,
0: No. Well, in some ways. (laughs) Yeah. So I always really loved writing. Um, From when I was a child, I wanted to be a magazine editor. I used to rip things out of Dolly Mag where there were typos or where the sentences could be improved. (laughs) And then in high school, I really just still loved writing. I kind of just felt like I'd just work in magazines um, from then, I guess. And I did kind of in the end of high school I did uh, English as part of school and then an extension class which was before school and then an extension two class which was you just self-guide yourself to write a paper and so I just loved writing. Like I couldn't get enough of it. I really loved it. And then I just assumed that I'd apply to go to uni and study journalism. That just kind of felt like what it was going to be but I'm not sure if it's the same in Queensland. I was in New South Wales. You basically write down three three courses that you want to apply for. And then depending on your UAI or your UAC, you are offered into the different courses. And so my mum and I were literally just like flicking through the UAC book with the list of all of the courses that the university offers and just like opening it on a random page, pointing at something, be like, do I want to be that? (laughs) And so it happened like quite a few times. We just kept flicking through and then it was like psychology and my dad, I'm, oh that, can, that sounds cool like imagine if you're like hi I'm Daniel I'm a psychologist whoa and so I was like all right I'll put that down and then I put down journalism and I think hotel management That's a bit of a I don't know wild card but anyway <laughs> I got into psychology so the UX score was a bit higher than journalism so we were sort of like okay well that's that's what I'll do because that's kind of cool so I started studying psychology I assumed after three years of study that I would be a psychologist, but like literally no one tells you that that's not the case until you graduate. (laughs) So I, I got through maybe the first year, year and a half, And I was just like, this is not for me. Um, It it was a Bachelor of Psychological Science, which essentially is more the study behind psychology and not so much practical components. We had different courses in it, like counselling psychology, where you could kind of practice different elements, but it was more about the theory and that side of things, which was just... Interesting to me, but just not what I was expecting. For instance, I'm not good at maths. I never have been. I never will be. And we had to do like three statistics classes. And I'm like, this is not me. But there were also some great areas as well because we got some free choice electives and so for each of those I studied creative writing, I studied philosophical writing, I studied um, writing for the internet and writing for um, papers and that type of thing but I really loved creative writing so much and I already knew that so that's why I enrolled. Fun fact, I met my partner in that creative writing class. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. Yes, I definitely was supposed to be in that room, I think. So, yeah. So, studied creative writing, loved it, got the best scores out of any of my uni stuff because I wasn't really into the other stuff. Anyway, went on a mid, well, 19-year-old crisis to Thailand for a couple of weeks, came back. I was like, I need to finish this course. Then I'll be done with it. Finished it. Then, my lease ran out, my car broke down, my part time job at a news agency closed overnight, and something else happened. Oh, and uni finished. So, all of these things happened within a week. And so, I was like, okay, cool, I'll move home. I moved home with my mum in Lismore, and essentially, with my psychology degree, there wasn't much opportunity to work in the field, but something I could do was work with people with disabilities. So I started working with people with disabilities, which I really loved. It was such a change of pace. I'd only worked in news agencies before where literally I'd just read all of the greeting cards, from like my whole shift and just be like, how can you tweak this? And how can this be better? And, um, that type of thing. So that was um, a turning point. I worked with disability services for a while. Then I was kind of driving from 10 p.m. up to the Gold Coast to see my partner, stay the night, go back down to start my pharmacy shift at 8 a.m., with daylight savings even worse. So um, after a while, I was like, I need to move back to the Gold Coast because this driving in is out of control. <coughs> So, I applied to work at a company working with people with acquired brain injuries and which was slightly different to working with disabilities, but I still really loved it. Um, essentially, I worked there for about three years, i 'd say, slowly moving up with different positions, and I moved up to a role which was. Um, called an acquired brain injury specialist but that included a 24-hour emergency phone I was looking after like six high care 24-hour care homes it was very high pressure and I really loved the clients and I really loved it but I also just couldn't do it any longer because of how much how much it was kind of draining me and also just the full commitment like 24 hours a day seven days a week all of the time it was just too much so that's when I decided that I needed to change pace do something different I <laughs> oh god that's like that would be so emotionally
1: draining that you'd almost need a bit of a reset like a soft reset before you could even pivot into anything else
0: Exactly. That's how I felt. i would not felt my body in such extreme stress ever. Like not only my mind, but my physical body was just fully wired at all times. I couldn't truly unwind. I couldn't, you know, go out for a cocktail with a girlfriend on a weekend because I'm like, I might have to take this call and it might be an emergency for a medical reason. And it was wild. So yeah, I definitely needed to reset. There.
1: <laughs> that fight or flight response would have been massive for you, Danielle. Like, that is, like, I, I talk quite openly about the adrenal fatigue that I had. And I think that that's one end of the coin. And I, I was almost like doing all my self care practices just to like keep my head above. Like, I felt like I was sinking really rapidly, but I could imagine, like, at least I could completely decompress at nighttime, and so I at least got a little bit of a recharge overnight, whereas if you were in that fight-or-flight response for extended periods of time, and you're not able to switch off that part of your brain, like, you're just, you would have been in overdrive,
0: yeah it was pretty crazy and even the fact that you know if someone called in sick for work and there was no one to cover the shift I'd need to cover it because they're 24-hour care houses then I'd have to sleep at their work as well so was not there wasn't much or any space either so yeah kind of like I became work work became me and so I think I sort of lost a bit of meanness because that was just sort of my life how long did you do it for three years but in that role maybe about a year and a half yeah shit that's ages yeah that's was a really long time <laughs> you'd have to be
1: superman to take on that role like I'm not just like I'm not discrediting that role or whatever that is in terms of that industry but that is like almost superhuman strength that you would need or you'd have to be a very unique individual and I would even question how great that would be for your overall health and well-being and mental health
0: Yeah, I mean it became even worse when there were essentially three house facilitators, two of them left and then they didn't hire anyone else so I just took on their workload. So I was essentially three people in one and that session lasted about mm, six months and then I just had to not anymore.
1: (laughs) So you would have almost had to recharge you before you could even expend any energy being creative because creativity
0: takes energy
1: expenditure, right? Hmm.
0: exactly and I think because it had been so smushed down inside of me for quite some time it was it took quite a while for me to even bring back that creative element of my life which was a huge part of me before all of this so yeah it was it was an interesting time um so I guess after I finished that job, I put in my resignation and like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? I went on Gumtree and because <laughs> I was basically like, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have children. I don't have debt. I don't have a loan. Like I have limitless possibilities. And if I could do or be or have anything in the world, what would it be? And I was like, well, I just love writing. So I'm just going to do that. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I just want to take a moment. That is fucking amazing. Like that is so beautiful. Like not many people a are in that position where they've got no financial strains, but to actually look at it from that perspective, like that is amazing.
0: Yeah, I was pretty lucky, I think. It all just kind of lined up together and it was a really important time, I think, but also very terrifying because although I loved writing, I didn't know what that looked like in a modern world. Like to me, writing was a book or, you know, a newspaper or a magazine and I had no experience in any of those things. So I was like, "Well, how am I even going to make this work? I have no idea." Um, so essentially I decided that for my backup plan, I'd be an Uber driver. (laughs) So I was an Uber driver for a while. And in the meantime, also applying online or, well, I mean, searching Gumtree for people looking for people to write stuff. I was like, well, what do people need? I came across a hairdresser and she was looking for some blogs, um, about, you know, like the latest hair trends and that type of thing. And I was like, I could do that. So I got paid $50 an article. The articles I'd spent about three and a half days on them because I wanted them to be perfect. (laughs) Um, And then slowly but surely I studied, so I studied a a business course and as part of that business course, you created a business plan. So I kind of planned out what I wanted my business to be at the same time of studying what it was that I was going to be doing. (laughs) Um, which was really a great thing. I think it sort of sped things up because I was learning and doing simultaneously. And then I started picking up a few different clients for different things um, through people I knew. Like, for instance, the course that I was doing, uh, they shared their office with an accountant. So the accountant then got me doing some work for them. I had friends of friends who were starting businesses and that type of thing. Um, to a lot of business owners at the time or maybe even now, social media was like the sexy, sexy thing. So I like learned more about social media. I started doing social media management but also blogs and learning more about SEO and website and essentially copywriting tips tactics the way things are done in copywriting world Um, there's an excellent copywriter in Australia called Kate Toon she's got a lot of really great online resources to teach people things and that type of thing so I started doing that and then I well the, the hairdresser said to me um so what's your business name I need to add your business name to the end of your article and I was like, well, what business name? I didn't realise this was a little business. And so my mum and I like, I'm sitting on the stairs, mum's got a glass of wine, she's like, all right, what are we going to do? And for so long I was going to be dancing with words, which, <laughs> which just seems wild now. Um, but <laughs> it
1: does not seem like you at all. Like, well, I think of me, okay, because I'm about to change my name actually like in the next 48 hours from Bound for Beauty. Yes. Which, oh, my God, like, like you, like we th- like at least you didn't go with Dancing With Words. I went with dance <laughs> Beauty and everybody calls it beaut and nobody even knows how to say it. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, my God, the sooner I can get Christy Gray in there, the
0: better. I love that Dancing With Words. That's so not you. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun fact, I have always danced. So I, um, yeah, have always danced. And so we we're like dancing, writing, dancing with words. And it was, it was very close to being my business name and I'm so glad it wasn't.
1: (laughs) Do you know what? That's so interesting because I know we're going to talk about tone of voice today, but like even me going, that's so not you, because of the tone of voice you have as a person and what you've curated online, that's why it's not resonating with me, which I suppose really points to the power of having the right brand voice and the right tone of voice as well.
0: Yeah, I think so too, yeah, because you can become, you can even become something that you um, want to be through the words that you use as well. That makes sense. Um, So Mm -hmm. is
1: that when you stumbled across um, the amazing Reed City writing?
0: Yes, so that is when I started. I just was Reed City at the beginning, um, but to me it sounded like a construction company for some reason, I don't know, it just feels construction-y, so I added on the writing later down the track
1: yeah I love it that's so good what a beautiful story like I love Mm -hmm. that it wasn't necessary because I don't think any great stories are rosy like I think when you have um obstacles and times of intense things we need more mental strength. I was going to say, like, when you need to build resilience, right? Like, those times of adversity help us to shape who we are and who we want to become. And I, I, I haven't read an amazing business story yet that wasn't full of, of exploration and going on the journey.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree. And I think that's what makes it so magical in the end is all of the parts coming together to create what happens next and I don't, I'm not like a huge, like, oh, it's fate kind of person. But now saying that out loud, some things seem like they were just like all falling into place.
1: Oh, yes. I well I'm a big believer look anybody around here knows I'm here for some spiritual woo like hit me with the science and some spiritual woo I will go with both of them (laughs) but I am a big believer that we all have like something that we need to fulfill or there's a journey we need to go on or the universe will always support anything that we're doing but I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason and I think that the beautiful thing is, is that you've got this amazing psychology background and how awesome that you can integrate what you already know is this really epic foundation into what you create, which is what you love doing, which is creative copywriting or writing just in, I don't want to just say copywriting, like I think, I think you're an artist, like that's just my perspective. Anybody that does anything, whether it's design or art or digital illustration or copywriting, you're actually a type of artist today in 2020.
0: Oh, well, that's a fun way of looking at it. (laughs) I do think that it's, it's a very, yeah, it's definitely, mm, I've never thought of it like art, but I suppose much of the process probably is. Um, Yeah. And I think as well, so fast forwarding a little while from there, I spent a bomb on getting full branding like my logo and all of my branding and everything like that done and essentially I thought that made me a business and I needed to be this like professional person with this website and things that scroll like so smoothly and so I paid all this money for this brand and the Person who did the brand, I'm sure, meant well, but essentially they wanted me to be a very corporate uh, agency-styled copywriter because people in corporations have lots of money, Danielle. You should be targeting them. And so I became this, like, corporate Website with like zero color and all these straight lines and for my first photo shoot I went out and bought a whole new wardrobe because I was like I need well not a whole new wardrobe but a few new things (laughs) because I thought I need to wear a blazer and I need to wear like power pants and I need to be this person who is this professional copywriter so that these corporates will like me and so I kept that brand for quite some time and that's when I was doing social media management websites blogs ads that type of thing and then after a while I was just like this is not me. This is not who I want to be. And these are not really the people I want to be working with. And so I had a look at my clients and the ones that I loved working with. And I was like, these people are so creative. And I was like, hang on a moment. So am I. (laughs) So then I decided it, it was like, okay, so who am I? I've been putting on this facade and not really noticing because I thought that that's what I had to be so who am I if I'm not that and so I had a little moment exploring that and decided that you know I've always loved rock music like I've always loved rock and roll the first time I listened to Stairway to Heaven was on Uh, Halloween 2019 and it changed my world because I'd grown up listening to like Christine Arnoux and uh, Vanessa Amorossi and like the top 100 hits and I'd not heard rock music before and so I'd always loved that kind of 70s rock sort of thing but not everyone does so I've sort of like put that push that down somewhere and I've always kind of liked being a bit different in the way that I wear my hair or what I wear or the way I do things but that's not very normal so I just kind of push that down too and so I had all these things in there that were just kind of pushed down and I was like you can be that like you can be those things if that's who you are you can be them so I started like unpacking them all and I was like okay well I'm creative and I'm I'm a little bit weird, but, like, just run with it. Um, I really love rock music. I Just all these different elements of me. And I was like, just be that. Don't be something else. Just be that. And so then I realized that other brands probably want to just be them too, but they don't know how and they think they need to be a certain way or sound a certain way to be professional. So then now when I moved into brand voice, it's kind of like, I'm helping people to be more them in their brands and I think a big part of that was also seeing the movie Bohemian Rhapsody with Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Ah, amazing.
1: Oh. Is that movie? <laughs>
0: so good and now he's kind sort of like he's sort of like a leader for the outcasts mm. or the weirdos or you know he's just like come together like let's all be weird and it's fine and I was like yes everyone can just be weird and it kind of took me down this, pot, this um, weird winding road where I was like oh I love music I love writing I'll be a copywriter for rock stars and I was like, cool, yes, all of my gloves coming together. And then I, of course, did a bit of research, got in touch with some of my muso friends, and essentially rock stars don't know what a copywriter is and they don't want to spend any money on one and they don't know why it's important. <laughs>
1: oh, my <laughs> so, God, totally. I can I'm... totally see that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that all kind of happened when I went through my next rebrand, which is my brand now, which you'll probably see um, has quite a musical element um, but also looks quite musical. I was like, musos, like musos, I'll look like a muso and we'll be fine. But then when I realised that wasn't going to work, I was like, okay, but why can't we be the rock stars? Like why can't we be the rock stars of our own businesses and like just be us and do our weird thing and – is what, what? <laughs> Oh my God, that's such a unique um,
1: perspective on that. And I absolutely love that because I think that if you are, like I'm thinking from my own perspective, right? Like I'm a small business owner and I'm imagining that you work with a lot of small business owners that we have limited cash flow. Let's be realistic. Um, so we're quite picky and choosy of how we invest it. And there are some industries like, like so, say for instance, if I talk about the coaching industry, it is just so oversaturated. And then I'm noticing mm-hmm. like there's lots of other industries that are really digital-based, whether it be copywriting, marketing, SEO, social, online. And so to find somebody that you want to pay money for when your money is already quite limited, there has to be that vibe and connection. And the way that you've really taken that, I find it just so interesting because you're almost going to hook in your ideal client right from the get-go. And I know that's not your intention because you love the creative writing process, but how awesome is that, Danielle? That's so rad. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool too. And I think there's something quite liberating about standing as you, like you all know as well with changing your business name to your own name, to be able to turn up in your business instead of hiding behind this like fake agency feel like I had a few staff and I was moving towards opening an office and that type of thing but to kind of be this faceless brand and then standing out and just being you and being visible to your audience I think it's very yeah liberating but also really good at building those connections with people who can then know that they can trust you because they know who you are yeah I think that's so
1: important because I think it's I think it's really easy for other people to think what's good for you because because uh, I worked in the beauty industry for such a long time and i the, when I was last um, working with Sephora, you know we worked with over one hundred and fifty brands, so so many people told me when things were tougher last year or when I was like, How can I grow? Um, my business, they would go, you have to, you need to go back into that training space and beauty, like you'd be amazing. And the you know, go back, why don't you pitch to brands? What do they need help with? Even if you're like pitching from a health and wellbeing perspective. And it's like, as soon as people say that to me, my like soul dies a little bit because that's not <laughs> what I want to do. But it's so yeah. easy from somebody on the outside to go, this is what's right for you. But I think at the end of
0: the day, you are the only one that's going to know what's right for you. Mm, that's right. And it can even be difficult to come to that realisation of what is right for you too. And like having the time to take all of those voices out of the equation and just listen to your own, that can be a tough challenge. Oh, totally. I had a friend this
1: week. So obviously astrology is like quite a big part of my business and it's great because I love talking about it all day and it's super fashionable as well. Um, and I do reports for my astrology clients as an additional opt-in if they want something to take away from our session. But what I do is I actually have done some astrology prints. So they're like A4, A3 prints because I had a couple of mums reach out to me that wanted them for their kids' rooms. And so I am not a designer like they look pretty good I think that like, they've got the natal chart I write the copy for them which has got so much love and intention into them I would rather collab with a designer to be really honest with you like because I'm a perfectionist I'm a Virgo so I'm just like oh they're not great I had a friend this week <laughs> and she was like oh my God, you need to be doing these prints. They're amazing. She'd like then found me like a domain name and like, God bless her. (laughs) But I was like, I don't want to be doing that. I'm A, not a designer. B, I don't even know if I've got a designer I could collab with on it. And then also too, like I don't know if that's really worth my time and that's not what lights me up. Like at the end of the day, like I like, I love like the whole working with people one-on-one in a longer-term capacity, that's going to give me more fuel and help me to work towards my purpose than doing an astrology print for a bedroom.
0: Totally. That's right. And it's because you're after that connection rather than the, yeah, legacy. Would a print be a legacy, like a thing that is you, but without you being there? Yeah, I think so. Like maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're more connection focused. Like you want to explore that with people. It could be a nice little like souvenir at the end though of like a long-term relationship. Oh hundred. Do you know what? If there's any designers out there that are
1: listening right now and they want to collab with me on it, I will happily do that with you. (laughs) Because I don't know if my Canva um canva prints are cutting the mustard. Look, the people that are receiving them or have asked for them have been graciously accepting of them which surprised me but I don't know maybe I'm just being a little hard on myself. (laughs) Sounds like it yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah no you're right like I'm connection so I'm really like if we use astrology so I'm really here to hone in and I suppose what's the best way to frame it? I'm here to ask the big questions and I help to connect with others through the art of communication so whether that's through writing or reading or sorry writing or speaking or connecting here and I love having fun and laughing and having a great time, hence why I love the podcast, but I have a certain placement, which is Saturn and Scorpio. I've been teaching kind of Daniel a little bit about astrology today, so hence why I'm <laughs> diverting. I'm up <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what that means is it's right next to Pluto, which is the planet of transformation, and so I'm here for the 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 fun, but the really deep conversations. So I'll like mm. hit you with all the funness and rope you in and then I'm like gonna hook you. I'm like, right, what can I ask her? Because I want to <laughs> connect with you on a deeper level. <laughs> Mm, love that also terrified <laughs> <laughs> I know I actually like I've hooked Allen to this and I was looking at her natal chart before and because you're a Capricorn sun and then you've got a Scorpio moon so that Scorpio is like it's this beautiful powerful passionate energy but um, in a moon placement as well it is a little terrifying for you to to be to to let me throw you right in the limelight, but you've got your Sagittari- Mercury's in Sagittarius, so you're here for the philosophical conversations anyway. So I'm glad <laughs> I was able to have you on on today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, so we diverted off course a little bit, but I want to dive back in and pivot back to like brand voice so for anybody listening because you've got some incredible um insights on your website and resources as well but what are some of the things that you see that are either common mistakes or what are some things that people can do to strengthen if they're doing DIY like I suppose what where would where would you start if this is something that you aren't ready to maybe make the investment in and you just want to explore it further
0: Yeah, sure. So, brand voice I've found is quite a confusing term to a lot of people. So, essentially, what brand voice is, is the overarching kind of themes of your brand and then how you communicate that with your audience. Much like us as people who have personalities, so do our brands. Like, can you imagine? kind of walking up to someone and having no personality. Like everyone's got a personality. So every brand should have a personality as well because that's how we communicate a lot of the time with our audiences. Um, A really strong and important starting point is knowing your brand values, which sounds so boring, but it actually can be... Really fun because essentially, we don't just use our brand values in our voice, but we use them through how we conduct business, and that becomes so much bigger than simply how we communicate. As well, for instance, you know, if you're, if one of your values is connection, then perhaps you have different connection modes when you are working with a client, maybe you voice note and you video and you talk on the phone and you email, or if you are, you know, one of my brand values is fun. So I try and make the whole process really fun. All of my new clients get a little gift, um, there's lots of questionnaires, everything's kind of uplifting and designed to have fun with. So starting with your brand values I think is really important because then what you need to do is think about how you're going to then stay on track with those brand values so you're never kind of veering away from who you truly want to be as a brand and can really connect with your audience on those things because essentially if we can connect our voice to a memory and emotions, we become like a a memorable brand that people aren't going to forget and you're not going to fall into the background. Because as well, I think it's easy, especially for people who are just starting out in business, to look at others in their industry and be like, okay, there we go. They've got you know pastel pink kind of look and they're talking very soft and I'm going to do that too. And we're going to offer things that are very similar. And then we're going to just kind of coast along together because that's what I should be doing there's no reason to choose you over the other person. If you've got a personality that is going to, you know, really draw people in, then that's going to make you more memorable. That's going to make you stand out. That's going to make you different. And I don't know. I just think that brand voice, Starts with the values, moves into your modes of communication, how you then communicate those values through the way that you write. For instance, if you're a very high level, upbeat kind of brand, you'll use shorter, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I just put my hand up, you know. I was like,
1: uh, maybe that might be me a little bit. <laughs>
0: You know, you would use um, future tense. You'd use the active voice. You'd use shorter sentences with power-packed words to increase the speed. So you can create a full feel in the way then that you communicate those values. And also I I find if people are having difficulty going from that kind of broad, think of your brand in 100 years when you are no longer a part of it, what do you want to be known for and what do you want to be remembered for? Because then it can come back to, okay, what's important to us? Like what is, what are the things that people should care about with us? And then also human elements. So if your brand was a celebrity who would they be? Because that in itself, like I had the other day a timber company who was an Angelina Jolie and I was like, whoa, okay, what are we doing here? Like why? What's happening? And it was all about being there to kind of save the day. She's kind of cool, calm and collected but also like super powerful. And I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So, yeah, giving your brand human qualities as well I think is just a really great place to start because it can become more realistic I guess then too. I think especially because this is kind of the
1: year of the personal brand and I think more than ever before, there's kind of blurred lines now, especially with social media, like connection is a really big thing that people are craving and so I think as a brand, if you don't almost have that human touch or it's more, like I I love curated brands, do not get me wrong, but I actually think people from what I've been reading are craving the authenticity and the realness.
0: Mm, that's right and then it's also you know how do you turn up and be that can yeah. you just go to a keyboard and start typing out and be the same each time and c- convey the similar message because i can't i've got a brand voice guide because i need that to stay on brand and to know what to do next and how to write things um so i really it's such a wonderful compliment to get when you say that my brand voice is quite intricate because a lot of hard work goes into that. (laughs) Okay. Well, you just know every time you send out an email
1: that I'll be like putting some time aside to read through it in great detail (laughs) because I just, it's just, it's so, I just find, I think because, okay, this is just my perspective because you know, I like to do things. I needed it around here. I think, because I'm now surrounded with a lot of entrepreneurs and I love it and I think it's amazing and um, I'm sure that there's so many that tune into the podcast as well. It's really easy to fall into the trap and find out what everybody else is doing or trying to copy what other people are doing. And for me, I have the shortest attention span in the world. And so... If I sit opt into something, if it's going to be the same as what everybody else is doing, or I'm not getting any value, and I'm not even saying what I'm doing is right because I don't even know if what I'm doing is right. I just kind of go with what feels good. But if it's boring or it's just I feel like it's been done, I'm just not going to tune in. And I think that's why that when I read your emails, they actually stop me because they're so different than what anybody else is doing. And I really, I think that's rad, babe.
0: It's awesome. Thank you. That's lovely. And just side note, no one knows what they're doing. We're all just trying to do the right thing, but we don't know. I just sometimes wish somebody had given
1: me a book when I started the business and going, "Okay, here's your here. You can follow this. Like (laughs) this is what you need to do." (laughs) Oh my goodness! Because I think that's my probably the one of the biggest things that I always struggle with, and I'd love to know you if this is what resonates with you being a Capricorn um, son is that I feel like I have a never-ending to-do list and every time I like get towards the bottom of it it just gets bigger and bigger and I'm looking at my whiteboard right now which has five pockets of projects and it's all mapped out and I've probably only crossed four things off the list and it's yeah
0: I saw. I think I saw on your Instagram story the other day that big whiteboard, and whoa, there's a lot on there. (laughs) Yes, you must be similar to me. I, I get anxious. By having a completed to-do list, <laughs> like I have to keep adding more tasks. Like if I reach the end, I'm like, Mm-mm, you keep going. <laughs>
1: that, that is that Capricorn energy. Like that Capricorn <laughs> energy is so strong. Plus, you've got four pe- planets in Capricorn, so I can kind of see how that would play out too. So, yeah, I um, I just wish sometimes that it would just um, disappear, just for like maybe an hour. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can all dream, right? Um, so. <laughs> Anything else that you want to share on brand voice before I hit you with my final questions?
0: Oh, um, so I just think that brand voice is something that a lot of people overlook because it's not, you know, it's not considered to be an essential element of your brand. But think about brands that you like. Um, For instance, Frank Body always gets brought up. Why? Because they're different. There's a million coffee scrubs on the market. You remember them because they make you feel something. Skittles, what comes to mind there? Taste the Rainbow, Rainbow Things. How many rainbow lollies are there in the whole world? Like millions, but you would remember those with Taste the Rainbow because that's how they've positioned it with their brand and their brand voice. Good Pair Days, which is a wine subscription service who I'm always fangirling over because I love them so much. There's a million wine subscription yes write that one down (laughs) there's a million wine subscription companies out there but it's the one that springs to mind because they do something different and they're very inspiring they're inspiring other brands and these brands aren't Crazily convoluted sentences that are, whoa, out there using words you've never heard. They're using everyday language, and that's what's making them stand out. Like, if you're wording up your content, it's so easy to do because often, you know, if you read some kind of textbook or something, it's very wordy because it's a very smart book. So, we often try to word up our words so that we seem more knowledgeable or that we know what we're doing when really people are seeking that human connection, as you were saying before. And bringing our language down to a personal level really makes you stand out. Another brand which everyone should absolutely check out is called Fugglers, and they are these like teddies that are just so creepy and weird. And their tagline is um, "Made." It's like, oh, what is it? Not real human teeth in brackets, probably.
1: <laughs> just oh my god, hilarious. It's so
0: I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And you don't have to be hilarious, but you can be human. So I think when it comes to brand voice, there are a lot of different elements. For instance, in my brand voice guides, I go through your complementary brands, your brand archetype, how to put your different values into um, action, as well as your personality type, and that type of thing. Um, but I think essentially bringing your language down to a human level, no matter your industry, is always going to go well. Oh, I think that's such great advice I was only I'm
1: just switching things over to a new website template and there's just some extra pieces of copy on the front page that I've been working through and I am one of those people because I ring my mum because my mum's incredible with a just being like your mum we were talking about your mum earlier like Danielle's mum's like a professional hype woman my mum's a little bit like that too <laughs> Uh, and so I ring mum and she checks all my copy for me at the moment and um she just was like why with all the words like I'm not the wordiest (laughs) person it's because so astrologically my Mars is in Leo so Leo is really dramatic and it's like right at the top of my um ascendant and so everything I do is with like pizzazz and drama so the words I pick out are like I want to elicit emotion and feeling but she's just like I don't even know what you're trying to
0: say right now (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing as well I guess clear is always better than clever but it's so much more fun to be clever than clear (laughs) but like you know I I was going to call I've got an online course for teaching people how to SEO optimize blogs and I was going to call it blogging palooza because I was like that's musical fun and everyone's like what is that so then I called it SEO for beginners and then everyone's like Yeah, I know what that is now.
1: (laughs) That's such great tips. I just love that because I know that, like, this is standard, right? But we forget it, I think, especially too with anything. It doesn't even matter if you're not a business owner or you're trying to, like, apply for a job or you're trying to pitch something or whatever it may be in life. I think sometimes we make things so much more complicated than they need to be. Mm,
0: I agree. I think everything could be much easier if we let ourselves make it easier <laughs> yeah
1: like just breathe a little bit essentially i love yeah. that
0: so where can people find you online um so you can find me at readcitywriting.com it's r-e-a-d-c-i-t-y writing.com i'm also always on instagram at read city um and it's a fun place to be so they're the main places you can find me I love that. I'll link all of your
1: handles in the show notes below so people can find you. Now, I've been asking everybody this year what they're most excited about this year, but based on the fact that we're currently confined to our homes momentarily, and I think a lot of us out there are probably maybe shifting or reprioritizing what the year looks like ahead. Instead, I wanted to hit you with this, is what are you most inspired by right now?
0: Ooh, ooh. Okay, what I'm most inspired by now is probably the situation that we're in. I know there's obviously many downsides to it, Um, aka I'm not sure if you can hear someone knocking down a fence next door. (laughs) Obviously, you know, a lot of businesses are under pressure, a lot of um, people's health is being compromised. It's quite a very strange, strange time. But I'm also very inspired by new creative ways of thinking and creating new tasks Indoors, I'm very much a deeply, deeply introverted person. So I actually really love being indoors. My partner's also working from home. We just bought a house, so we're like in this new house that we just love. We're working from the same desk. Um, We're just hanging out all the time. We're potting plants. We're doing pavers. Um, We've been playing music again. We used to live in a unit, so now I can set up my drum kit and now I can play music again, writing songs, writing poems, um picking flowers looking at the birds there's kookaburras in the trees like the sound of the kettle boiling like I'm just getting inspired by everything at the moment Ah, <laughs> oh, I
1: love that like I just think that's so beautiful that it's almost like you're seeking beauty in everything around you right now and I just think that's pretty epic that's awesome
0: yeah I really like it I'm I'm very much enjoying the forced slowed pace Oh, and not having as many expectations to go to different places or do different things um, and just have that time to even with working on my business. I'm running a free challenge at the moment. I've got some other things happening behind the scenes and I wouldn't have been able to do that because I was feeling quite bogged down in my business at the start of the year. And now I feel like this weight's been lifted because I feel like there's so many possibilities, especially with businesses like ours working online. It's quite um, an exciting time. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much for allowing
1: me to unpack a little bit of your story today and just sharing all of the magic that is you and Read City Writing. I have just enjoyed this conversation so much and there's been so many gold mines scattered throughout. So, thank you so much for
0: coming on, Christy, unedited today. No worries. Thanks for having me. I've had the best time. What a hoot.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.